You're listening to What Sauce Sports with Mo Cohen, PZ Delarice, and Terry Tam. I now know that I'm on with a spy, depending on who's, uh, you know, who's the, who's the captain of this ship. That's probably a bad thing if this podcast is supposed to go viral, isn't it? Cordero Patterson, uh, like grabbing some shanks, uh, gentlemen here. Uh, and he quote, and I quote, I'm a grown man. I don't need nobody blank and blank in my balls, my face. <laughs> in my teenage years, I'd get back from high school. I'd smash two pizza pockets. Carmelo Anthony never learned you can't live life just smashing pizza pockets. Because he lost uh, a double bet, uh, what I did is I cut an jalapeno, a jalapeno in half. And I filled it with hot sauce, so he's gonna have to slurp this down. Why are you need? Why are you give me a fucking banana, dude? I'm not eating a banana. I'll just fucking. I'll rather piss in my mouth than eat. This okay, thing. so there we go. Stop stalling. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Now, here are your hosts, Mo, Terry, and Peasy. Peasy. And welcome to Hot Sauce. I'm all, all by myself. The boys aren't here. The only the only person I got to my left is uh, Master Control Eagle, and I'm really not here. <laughs> he's here figuratively. Uh, pieces at his bachelor party, so um, and Duke as well as his brothers. What so. a fucking bachelor party, eh? In Atlanta, or they Savannah? get up and go to Atlanta. It's weird. Yeah, it's probably cold in Atlanta. No, it's nice-ish. Yeah, they asked me to go, but I couldn't go because if I went, we wouldn't have this podcast. Maybe they went for the free hot dogs at the uh, yeah, center. Probably. The free hot dogs where? No, because they got cheap uh, things at the. It was the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Oh, okay, yeah. So I mean, I would have liked to go, but fuck it. You know, he's probably gonna do another one here. Probably. Yeah. Fuck it. He's off the market, piece. He's off the market. Good, because I think he was scaring all the ladies around Montreal. Um, so we're going to do a little bit different this, this episode since it's just me and Eagle. I got him here uh, supporting me, so I'm not going to make too much of a mess out of this. Um, we're going to do two to three minutes uh, per topic. I'm going to say some shit. I got a lot of stuff in my mind when it comes to watermelons, and we'll continue going from there. Uh, at the end of the day, we're just going to have fun. If you guys like it, obviously send us, uh, give us a couple likes and stuff like that on Facebook, on uh, YouTube, and tout like it. Um, so we're going to do that. I mean, it's, it's going to be super fun. I've always wanted to do a podcast by myself. You know what I mean? So I have a lot, a lot of shit to say, and I'm very opinionated. Once I get going, we'll start fucking, we'll get it through. We might even talk about some dicks once in a while. I don't mind. Spicy dicks. Spicy dicks, yeah, exactly. Um, so there's a lot to, lot to cover this week. Um I, I was trying to get a, I was trying to get a co-host on, but it didn't work. I was trying to get Mark Olivier Briette, but uh, I know he's busy with uh, his new career as a lawyer. So we were trying to get him on, but it didn't work out. Uh, it's okay though. We're gonna figure it out. I got my trusty colleague Pease here, uh, some notes, and uh, we'll take it from there. So uh, topic numero uno. You ready to get started? Yeah, man. I'm fucking All right, down. Let the spice down. begin. Yeah, always. Down. So topic number one. Oh, you want me to reset this thing? Eh? Stop it. Reset it. Eh, eh. And there you go. So topic number one is this weekend. It was a crazy. We had a, one of the best cards of all time for the UFC, UFC 235. Um, it was nuts, man. It was a controversy. It was domination. It was uh, up and coming guys making names for themselves. It was crazy. And I, and I, and I love the way the card went. People, a lot of people said it was boring because of the Kamara Usman fight against Woodley. It was very one-sided, which I agree. Uh, John Bones Jones against Anthony Smith, very one-sided with a little bit of uh, flavor uh, in the fifth round um, and the fourth round. Sorry. So, I mean, it, it was, it was a great card. The biggest controversy though, was Ben Askren against uh, Robbie Lawler um, where Ben Askren had a sick bulldog choke, man. It was nasty. And then the ref Herb Dean, who's one of the, probably the best ref, if not one of the best, uh, he, Stopped the fight because he thought that Robbie was out. Robbie's arm kind of went down. And uh, I think me and everybody else watching that card thought that it was out as well. As soon as he lets go of the choke because he calls him out, 
Robbie jumps back up. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? Instantly apologizes to the ref. The ref apologizes also. So a lot of controversy, but it, w- it was a great card. Ben Askren wins his fight, calls out Dana White right away, which I love. Uh, and there's a video. Actually, if you can find it, um, if you can find it, I was going to send it to you. It's uh, Ben Askren crushing watermelons. And uh, so just to show you the pressure that Robbie Lawler had. Yeah, that's the one. Just to show you the the pressure that Robbie Lawler had going around his neck. It's coming. Yeah, it's coming. It was nasty. I would have tapped yeah. Maybe not. <laughs> we got to get through the ad first. <laughs> Apparently, they want to sell me the Season 8 Battle Pass for Fortnite. Yeah, I'm down. Let's go. Yo, guys. Ben Askren here. I was listening to the great like show, Flow Wrestling Radio Live, this morning. It, and they're talking about this, this guy. This is how looked at the fight. Usually you see fighters that are And I thought, that sounded great because, number one, I love crushing stuff. Number two, I, like I love eating watermelon. What could go wrong in this situation? So I went to the store. I got two watermelons right here. I figure Zane's a 149-pounder. And I got the strongest group in America. If he can crush one watermelon, I, love this guy, I can get two, right? So here you go. There's one where he does with a pumpkin, too, I think. I haven't seen that one yet. So imagine Jesus that. Christ. So imagine Robbie Lawler's head was in that same grip. Yeah, yeah. And so imagine Robbie Lawler's head was in that same grip, and he didn't tap. He just kind of looked like he went out, but I think he was feeling the pain across his jaw. I would have tapped a hundred percent. A bulldog choke is such an old school wrestling move. Very good on Askren. Ben Askren for winning his first fight. From what Dana White said, I think they're gonna run it back and they're gonna go again. Now John Jones wins his fight. He retains his belt against Anthony Smith. A little bit of controversy there too. Well, not necessarily controversy, but Anthony Smith kind of. He had an opportunity. He got a legal knee to the head, and it kind of knocked him down. Where he could have said, if he couldn't continue, then he wins the fight. But he was losing the fight 100%. So if Anthony Smith said, no, I can't continue, then they would have called the fight. He wins the belt. And we're done. So he, so he, would, he would win the belt. So good on him for not calling the fight. He continued going. He lost. Uh, but honestly, I think, it, if anything, it helped his stock. So that's for the UFC 235. It was an amazing card. I liked it. 236 it looking good? I don't even know who's on 236. They usually, uh, if it's 236, I think it's, I want to say Dustin Poirier. Yeah, so it's going to be Holloway Poirier, yeah, that's number nasty. two. Yeah. And a whole bunch of other people. Gastelum versus Adesanya in the middleweight. Gastelum. Thank you. Kelvin Gastelum against Adesanya. That's it's the on the screen, and yeah, I'm reading yeah. it wrong. <laughs> and then there's St. Pur versus Krylov in the light heavyweight. Yeah, okay, Anders Roundtree in the light heavyweight. Against and then you who? got Bantamweight. Oh, you said, so Eric Anders against Khalil Roundtree? Yeah. Uh, Eric Anders played for University of Alabama football. Mm. Yeah, he's a good fighter. He's lost two fights in a row, but he on short notice. And now he's uh, fighting... Um, who'd you say? Roundtree. Uh, Khalil Roundtree. Khalil Roundtree's coming off a loss as well. Very good fighter. That's a really good card. Holloway, Holloway and... Uh, Holloway. Holloway and uh, Dustin Poirier is probably a sick fight. So make it spicy? They were making it spicy. So uh, this week was the uh, the Combine. Did you get a chance to watch any of it? I didn't. I got to see some of the clips of the people running the 40s, but not much more than that. So I watched a lot of the 40s. I think it was one of the most hyped things. It always is, right? Um, but the biggest talk was Kyler Murray not participating. He was there. He did a lot of the interviews, but he didn't participate because he's going to be doing his pro day, which a lot of guys do, and there's no knock on that for that. But there's a lot of information coming out from Charles Cassidy of the uh, of NFL Network saying that he he isn't well uh, that Kyler Murray isn't well regarded amongst the locker rooms, amongst uh, amongst coaching staff uh, coaching staff. So something like a lot of concerns raised in his study habits, uh, bad leadership. So things like that have come up. Jamarcus Russell bad. Oh, I don't know about that, man. But I think Colin Murray's a little smarter than Jamarcus Russell. I don't think he's going to watch the tapes. 
<laughs> watch empty tapes, tapes, the blank tapes, yeah. So, I mean, Kyler Murray, it's not looking good for him, but he's for sure going to get drafted in the top two rounds. There's no, I mean, what's going to happen with it? Is he going to be another Jamarcus Russell? Is he going to be another uh, Russell Wilson? You know, you never know. I mean, he's obviously he's an extremely talented player, and he belongs in the NFL. Uh, at what capacity? Does though? he, though? I mean, I think so. I think he, somebody who's thrown 50 touchdowns from the pocket in college in a, number, in a big school like that in Oklahoma, I mean, why not? Because he's tiny. And in the NFL, you get killed if you're tiny. Russell Wilson, the same size. Yeah, but Russell Wilson is a little bit bigger than him. Now. Oh, with an inch or something? Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, so it's like half an inch. But now he's also physically bigger, Russell Wilson, obviously. True. Kyler Murray is still 20 years old, 21. He can grow into something. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's what is he going to be able to figure out NFL defenses, you know, and that's where that's the part that I'm struggling with. And it doesn't always translate, right? If you're looking at guys like um, quarterback for Duke, um, not uh, was it Jason Jones, something like that, um, who's highly regarded and he's a very good quarterback. Uh, Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones, that's it, not Jason Jones. Daniel Jones. And people are talking about him, you know, as if he, he's going to be really good. And he comes from a super small school. And it's not always the big school. If you look at Carson Wentz, he went to a D school, D2 school. I mean, it's not always the biggest school that's going to make you. It, it's all about how you progress and how you how you develop, right? So, hopefully, it works out well for him. I think he should have taken the baseball contract, personally. He still can, though. Yeah, he can. Yeah. Well, he probably will if it doesn't work out after a couple of years. But at being drafted in the first round, uh, I think you have to stay for your entire contract, or else you either a penalty. Um, you make the team automatically. So, do you think that's why he's spread these rumors about being locker room cancer and study habits? Because maybe he wants to fall to the second round. Think about it. But why, what's the point of going through the that whole That way you don't process? have to wait out the whole time of a first-round commitment. Well, maybe. The top three rounds automatically make the team. They don't get cut. So that's that's the part of the NFL that's a part of the NFL uh, bargaining, agree- bargaining agreement. Automatically, all three all uh, players uh, drafted in the first three rounds make the team. So he'll be on a roster because he's going to get drafted in the first three rounds. Teams will be stupid enough to not give it to him. For sure. Oh, hot, 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 hot. What is that? Who is that? I don't fucking know. I found the clip of it. <laughs> uh, so next topic, we're going to start with uh, my boy, Antonio Brown. Oh, this is so weird. He's so dumb, man. Yeah, NBC himself. Yeah, yeah, NBC himself. <laughs> Big chest himself. Um, has his has a meet and greet with a re- with uh, in an interview at his house. No furniture in the house other than the two chairs. Make it look more like a trap house. You know what I mean? Make it look more like you only use that for parties and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Um, and that gold mustache, man. The blonde mustache. It throws me off completely. And then he says something like, they're going to play by my rules. Like, who's going to play by your rules? The 52 other guys are going to play by your rules? So I was going to say, in the NBA, this would be totally fine, right? But you get to the NFL, and that's yeah. it. You're on a roster with 51 other guys, and they're like, who the fuck do you think you are? The, the thing about the NBA is the NBA is the most individualistic team sport. I say that often. But that's why they have so yeah. much power. Yeah, exactly. Where the individual has power, like LeBron James. Where Antonio Brown, uh, where where is he going to go? Is he going to go to San Francisco? He's going to ruin a young locker room. He's going to go to uh, the Colts. Uh, hope maybe Andrew Luck will keep him at bay, but Andrew Luck doesn't seem like the disciplinary type. He seems more of a uh, of a responsible guy that likes to um, that that can lead a team, doesn't throw past thirty yards like Pete says. Uh, the Colts, I mean, maybe you go to a big market team like the Jets. Um, I mean, you never know, but anywhere he goes, I think there's going to be a problem. And it, cu- it gets to a point where do you even think that Ben Roethlisberger texted him and said, "Hey, let's talk this out," kind of thing? I think they probably made a decision a while back saying, nah, we're done. Yeah, not even worth it. So at the end of the day, what's going to come of it? What's going to come of 
uh, Antonio Brown situation. He's obviously going to be signed. There's no doubt they're going to trade him to somebody. Uh, we'll see what happens at the draft in a couple weeks. So it's it's going to be tough to see where Antonio Brown goes. I hope he goes to a situation that will make him. He's the best receiver in the league. So uh, Dan Graziano from ESPN had some funny analysis because there's been rumors about him going with the Raiders. Raiders. And he's saying if the Raiders trade the 24th pick in the draft for Antonio Brown, that means they have traded Khalil Mack for Brown in a first-round pick. And if they move the 27th pick for Brown, that means they would have traded Amari Cooper for him instead. Amari Cooper straight up for... Just 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 think of the logic behind that, right? If you think about the swapping and everything. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of when the... um, in the Islanders, when uh, Mike Milbury made all those trades, if you look at the roster he could have had with all those picks that he had traded yeah, away I for DiPietro and, uh, and those guys, he could have had he had Chowdhury, he could have had Heatley, he could have had a lot of guys. So if you look at it that way, I mean, it doesn't really work that way. But yeah, if you look at it that way, uh, the value that they lost to gain one person, I don't think he's going to go to Oakland. And it's a terrible fit. I think if he goes to Oakland, it's the end of his career. Yeah, yeah. well, Oakland. or the end of Carr's career. End of Carr's and the end of Gruden's career because Gruden's not going to be able to control him. No, that is true. Yeah. That is very Gruden true. Gruden will not be able to control him. Gruden does not like those types of guys uh, that are loud. He likes uh, passionate guys for sure, but he doesn't like the loud and the me, me, me guys. And that's what that's what he always says. That's why he got rid of Khalil Mack. Not that Khalil Mack was a me, me, me guy, but he got rid of Khalil Mack because he had a big cap and he doesn't want to pay, overpay guys for no reason. Quick take. Where's he going to go? One name. Uh, I'm going to say Colts. That's I say made the ball. Oh, nice. I love that movie. It's a good reference. So uh, the NFL Combine came. We spoke about Kyler Murray. There was a lot of guys that impressed me this weekend, and I think that everybody was talking about uh, DK Metcalf out of Ole Miss. Uh, everybody's talking about Dwayne Haskins. How did he? How did he do? Um, to me, there was a few guys that really stood out. Obviously, DK Metcalf is one of them, uh, but one that really jumped his stock was Devin White, uh, linebacker out of uh, LSU. Uh, the kid ran a four four two for a linebacker. For a linebacker, four four two. So you're thinking that's insane. Montez Sweat from Mississippi State around a four four one, and he's a defensive lineman, six six two hundred and sixty pounds. That's a lot of who moves muscle. that fast at that size. And apparently there was two guys under th- over three hundred pounds that ran four fives. I couldn't find who it was. Just imagine your defense if you have a linebacker that can run that fast. Literally, you match him up with like usually it's yeah. all the whole thing of like oh the running back yeah. uh, the defensive combination you're gonna outrun him. Not in this case. Miles Garrett uh, ran pretty fast last year. Can you tell me what he got? I don't. Oh, I forgot yeah, what. Uh, Miles Garrett ran crazy, and he's a defensive lineman too. So. It, the NFL has become a passport, man. It's become super fast, and a lot of these guys are, are transitioning. Eric was 464. 464. That's, but that's, that's fast. That's fast. And he was like 280. He's over 441? Yeah, 441 for oh, Montez Sweat. Yeah, that's crazy. But the linebackers were going nuts, man. I was watching linebackers. I was freaking out. Even the white guys were running fast, you know? <laughs> and, then, and, then you see, and then you see them backing up at the coverage, and you're like, these guys are DBs. They're not linebackers anymore. It's not like the old days where you'd see a linebacker. He'd be like 270 pounds, and he ran like a five-flat, but he'd be able to hit like a truck. Now they're hitting like a truck, running four fours. They're half the half the size, full of juice. It's crazy, man. You have to ask yourself if these guys would have been wide receivers if they could catch a ball. Yeah, exactly. I mean, probably not. They're DBs, right? Defensive players don't know how yeah, to catch. Well, that's usually it, though, right? You end up on defense because you're yeah. shit on offense. Well, DK Metcalf is a receiver from Ole Miss. If you look at this guy's highlight reel, all it is is NFL plays. That's all it is. It's a, he's catching balls in traffic. He's cutting. He's making one cut. He's going deep. Uh, he's mossing guys. He's got crazy footwork. And he's, he's 6'4", 230 fucking pounds, man. That's cr- it's crazy to me. I never thought that somebody that big can move that fast and be that effective. And you look at guys like Julio Jones. Well, Calvin Johnson, right? Calvin Johnson is like he ran like a 4'3'8 or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's like obviously a freak. But they're comparing DK Metcalf to Calvin Johnson and, uh, and Julio Jones, and that's crazy if he can have a sick career. I mean, it depends on where he goes, obviously, but 
he can be a part of like especially like I said if, the, if in the NFL nowadays it's super pass first uh defend after kind of thing and uh I think he's going to have a really good career. Imagine he goes somewhere like uh the Saints. I mean, I don't know if they need a receiver, but if he goes to the Saints, that'd be fucking nuts. That would be nuts. It would be crazy. And then you have guys like Tyree Jackson out of Duke who's 6'7" quarterback. 6'7" quarterback running a 4.59 and he when they when he was um when he was testing, there was a lot of uh, a lot of scouts talking about him. After they said they really, really liked the way he released the ball, uh, I think his stock raised a little bit higher than Dwayne Haskins did. So we spoke. So we spoke about um, Antonio Brown and free agency, but uh, there's a lot of other free agents right out there now. You know, so Le'Veon Bell, uh, where's he gonna go? Uh, looks like he's gonna land somewhere like the Jets to Earl Thomas. That's a big signing for anybody who needs some depth at DB. I think the Cowboys are trying to go to Earl Thomas. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence, as a Cowboys fan, I'm disappointed that he didn't want to sign his franchise tag, so we'll see what happens. Uh, the Cowboys should franchise tag uh, Demarcus Lawrence for sure. Uh, Landon Collins getting released getting released from the from the Giants. Which, yeah, what the fuck's up with that? That made no sense to me. How do you give $28 million to Manning, $13 million to Ogletree, and you don't want to pay this guy? I don't get it. One of the best safeties in the league. I don't understand. One of the best young safeties in the league, not just the safety. But know? are they in rebuild mode? Or are they in win? Like, I don't, I don't really don't get it. Oh, there He's must developed be some. under your system. Yeah. He's excellent, and you're not even going to try and, like, lock him down and move yeah. him. You're literally just going to let him walk away. Might be a locker room thing. You know what I mean? So uh, Yeah, because the Giants, that's the locker room problem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We know they have a locker room problem, right, I guess. Um, but it's it's going to be interesting to see where all these free agencies go. Uh, free agents go. Uh, Jadavian Clowney as well. Uh, he's up. Maybe they'll franchise tag him. I don't know if they have already the Texans, but Jadavian Clowney. There's so many defensive linemen that are available, and it's also the worst timing for these D linemen because it's the most stacked defensive line uh, draft that I've seen in a while. Where like the top 20 picks, half of them are defensive linemen. So it's going to be interesting to see where these guys sign. I think these guys are going to have to take their franchise tags because if they don't get signed. Then, example, the Cowboys will be like, listen, Demarcus Lawrence, you might be one of the best pass rushers in the league, but I'm not gonna have to. I don't have to pay you 25 million. I can pay this guy. I can draft him in the second round. I can pay him 10 million. Save that 15. Give it to Dak. Give it to whoever. You know. So obviously, Demarcus Lawrence demands a little bit more respect than that when it comes to his salary. But and it comes at the end of the day, it's a business. And if you if the money if the numbers don't mit, if the numbers don't work, then it's just not gonna work. It, the Moneyball era comes to the NFL. Oh no! Imagine. I mean, some teams do. Some teams do use that money ball method where they, you know, it's kind of like a revolving door of players. Yeah. If you look at uh, the Rams, the well, I would argue the Patriots do that. Yeah, the Patriots are probably the best. At I mean, money think ball, about right? where their money's locked in, right? It's Brady, Gronk, because you can't not. Yeah. But then the rest of it is scattered everywhere. Yeah, they don't really have. I mean, Patrick Schoen's been there for a while. He has a big contract. Even their O linemen, they've actually recycled a few O linemen. They've replenished. Uh, but well, at the end, Edelman has a tiny contract in comparison. But he just wants to win, right? He, yeah. he he knows he makes money. Even Gronk, he he makes a lot of money, but he doesn't even spend it. He he hasn't spent any of his bonus or anything like that. Plus, they set the precedent: anyone who asks for big money, they move away, right? Yeah, exactly. Wes Welker being the perfect example of yeah. in your prime, we move you elsewhere, and then you start sucking immediately. That's probably why they got rid of Malcolm Butler because he was probably acting like a, such a hothead after he made that sick play in the. Um, in the Super Bowl, yeah. and he's probably saying, "You guys are gonna have to pay me," and then they don't want to pay him. Like Eric Blunt, same thing. Yeah, like Eric Blunt, like Eric Blunt too. Got big money in Detroit. Didn't work out for him, right? So yeah, so Moneyball era is coming to the NFL. It should, honestly, it should. In hockey, it kind of uh, people actually do that too, you know. So they, there's a revolving door of players. Like the the Habs actually do that right now. They they have a sick lineup, and uh, it's a lot of guys that come in and out of the lineup. So it's good to see. It's refreshing a little bit, but in the NFL, at the end of the day, it's who's gonna sell more jerseys. Hot right now. <laughs> Um, hockey 
the NHL. The NHL has been uh, it's been very interesting this year, and part of the, part of the interest is uh, the amount of dominance that some teams have. Uh, if I look at uh, the East, I look at Tampa Bay and Boston and Pittsburgh. If I look at the West, uh, I'm looking at uh, how good Nashville has been lately. Winnipeg, uh, we spoke about it at Winnipeg last week with uh, Andrew Patterson, and he's a huge Winnipeg fan. Um, so I like where the NHL is going. And the playoffs, to me, the NHL playoffs are the best. It's the best tournament, maybe after March Madness, in sports. And I'm so excited for the playoffs this year because you never know what's going to happen. And I look at like Boston, they've won like 20 games in a row. It's it's nuts to see the it's nuts to see how how much parity there is in the league where teams like Montreal Canadiens who are technically on a mini rebuild they're basically almost they're a couple steps out of the playoffs and they smashed the Kings last uh, last night uh, that was a good game so at the end of the day I'm looking for a Canadian team to win and I think it's gonna be the Winnipeg Jets this year uh, hopefully they can do it but my my big thing is that I look at Toronto okay Toronto Maple Leafs and I think we spoke about this with um, um, with Andy McNamara. Oh, this is funny. You want to play that? Yeah, I'd later. Next yeah. one. I'm so this is, we spoke about this, Andy McNamara, and we talked about the Leafs and how much money they have tied up and how they're not doing as well as people thought they would. They should be first place in the East, and they're not. So you have Matthews, Marner, Nylander, uh, Marlowe, Tavares. You have four guys that are basically, if they ended their careers today, if you look at if you look at it relatively, they'll probably be in the Hall of Fame, all of them. And um, so it's it's tough to see that they're not doing as well. They're still in the playoffs, still pretty dominant. Uh, but it's tough to see if they're not doing as well. Um, but as a Habs fan, I love it. But as a hockey it's fan, it's like, yeah. So hockey fan, it's like, it's a little scary because some teams, they get slow and then they go into the playoffs and they're fucking on fire. And can they beat a team like Boston? I think so. I think they can beat a team like Boston. Can they beat a team like Tampa Bay? Maybe not. I think Stamkos is at another level. Victor Hedman's one of the, probably the best defensemen in the league. Um, so I'm looking at Toronto as, um, as a second round bounce and it should be interesting to see what's going to happen with the NHL with uh, the Eastern playoffs because uh, it's all over the place, man. It's all over the place. Tampa, Pittsburgh, Toronto, Boston. I find it amazing that Toronto and Winnipeg have the same projected cap hit. Okay. But Winnipeg is so much better. Yeah, yeah. And there's like no stars on the team. Like there are, but it's like maybe you would never really think of, right? That's it, yeah. Like Shifley's a big star. Laney's probably their biggest star. Um Blake Wheeler. Blake Wheeler, captain, great fucking player. I know, but it's just not one of those things you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Blake, oh Blake, Blake Wheeler. Wheeler. Yeah. Oh, did you see that goal that Blake <laughs> Wheeler put in this weekend? Nobody says that. Yeah, they signed Nathan Bollier this week who's getting minutes with Truba. Uh, you have Bufflin on the team. Uh, Brian Hellebuck Little. Has been, Brian Little. <laughs> you have uh, Hellebuck who's been uh, hot and cold this year. But for me, the guy's like Shifley, one of the better players in the league, man. I love that guy. Remember when Jacob Truba didn't want to play for them? Yeah, and now look at him. Look at him the benefits, yeah. So hot right now. Uh, you want to talk about the Tavares uh, yeah. controversy? So Tavares, so Tavares goes to uh, goes back home to New York to New York to play against the Islanders, and they start booing him. The reason why they booed him is because he told them mid year basically that he he wasn't going to resign, and uh, hate him or love him for it. You know, it's what he wants to do. He wants to win a championship. He didn't feel like the Islanders were being competitive enough. Jokes on him a little bit because the Islanders are doing really well this year. So he goes back to if play, Toronto's playing in New York in Long Island, and this happens. Well, this is the reaction. So they start throwing shit at him. They throw his jerseys at him. And then Sean Avery, the public defender, I guess. Hit mute. The New York Islander fans calling John Tavares a snake, throwing snakes on the ice. Who the f*** are they kidding? That guy played 10 years in that dump with those fans. Didn't say a word. Was a great captain. Never got arrested. 
didn't say boo. You losers want to ruin his night coming back to play for you guys. What was he supposed to do? Lie during the season? Or was he supposed to give the answer that all athletes give when they know they're not coming back to a team? You greasy Islander you guys get out cheered in your own barn by Ranger fans every time the Rangers play the Islanders in Long Island. F*** you. He was not happy. That's classic, man. That's fucking classic. But at the end of the day, he's right. You know, because Tavares gave a lot to that city. And he brought a lot of hype to that city. He brought a lot of talent to that city as well. And it kind of sucks for him to... Uh, to get treated like that, you know, in a place that he called home for almost 10 years. Well, I was going to say, if you look at the team and everything, what they've gone through, I mean, he put up with a lot of shit. They did not have a team around him for years, and I'm sure he was asking for, like, behind the shadows and everything. Like, McDavid's going to be in the same situation soon in Edmonton where he's going to eventually go, fuck this. It's different with McDavid because the market was built around him, where in Tavares, they didn't build anything around him. McDavid has actually has a case because they do nothing for him. Yeah. But Tavares, they actually drafted well. They drafted Barzal. You know, they drafted good players. It's just that it wasn't working out, and he wanted to chase a cup. And uh, there's actually a lot of rumors about Tavares saying that he's not a great locker room kind of guy. It's about him all the time. Um, so it's a little unfortunate. I mean, I think, I hope that that he works it out. Tavares is like Canada at its finest, right? Everybody loves John Tavares. Um, him in but, his pajamas. Yeah, but him, but him and McDavid are a little different. I think that McDavid, being the probably considered one of the best players in the league, is... Um, it's tough because they've taken away a lot of his resources where with, with the Islanders, they just didn't give him enough resources to drivers, right? So, I mean, McDavid has a case, I would say, but it just sucks to be treated like that. Imagine going back to a, an old job that you worked at and everybody's just throwing shit at you. Yeah. When you didn't do anything wrong, all you just did was found a better opportunity. That's all it is. That sucks. Hot, 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 hot. Hot, 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 hot. Um, yeah, we'll do this. So... The NBA and what it's become. Well, the Lakers and what they've become. The Lakers have become um, the LeBron show without LeBron, basically. So LeBron is... I used to love LeBron. And it sucks that he's become such a bitch. He's become such a baby. Do you think he's become one? Or you think it's become more evident because he's not winning? I think... I think yeah, okay. That's a good point. I agree that it's become more evident that he's not winning. But... It was excusable because they were winning and because he had other guys around him. Exactly. Where I think he's just being a baby about this, man. I don't know what his problem is either. Like, you knew coming into this league, this, this season what the roster was going to be. If you can't dominate and you can't be the guy that everybody thinks you are, he calls himself the GOAT. He, cause he says he's better than everybody that's ever played. He, he knows his worth and he's still not performing at his best. He feels like he's alone against the Pacers a couple weeks ago. Or last week, he just walked off the court 15 seconds left in the game. You know what I mean? Didn't say, didn't shake anybody's hand, whatever. Uh, last week, I forgot who they played against. They lost. He was on the first bus out. He took the bus by himself back to the hotel. And it's like, who, I was going to say, who do you think you are? You're, who do you think you are, LeBron James? Like, you know what I mean? Like, but he's, he's always been this way. Like, think about it, right? When yeah. he was the Cavaliers, he left and did the whole drama to go to Miami. Yeah. Then they were great in Miami for years. And when they started to not be as good, he said, fuck this, went back. And then basically had Cleveland rebuild a team around him. Still yeah. wasn't happy, said, fuck that. Yeah. And now he's with the Lakers. And it's the same story all over again. Same so over. if they're not winning, he's not happy, which I can understand. But he's not approaching it in a way to help the team out. He's just approaching it to be a little bitch. 
<laughs> approaching it to be a little bitch. I like that. Uh, but yeah, that's what it is, man. It sucks because you look at teams like um, Golden State, where you know they had their drama, and Kevin Durant is known as a big baby. Um, he's able to piggyback off the success of the rest you of the team. You haven't heard right? anything from them since. Think since then, it. yeah, because they shut it down. Professional teams, yeah, they shut it down. That's it, yeah. You internalize it and you take everybody in and uh, you have a meeting. And with LeBron, I think that he just doesn't like his surrounding cast, you know, where he, I feel like he never likes his surrounding cast. And now that I think about it, I'm, I've lost a little bit of respect for LeBron. I've always been LeBron is the GOAT, who I still do think he's the best player of all time individually. Uh, he's a horrible teammate, man, from what I'm seeing. To walk off the court like that, like if you watch last week, uh, actually a couple nights ago, uh, Ingram was injured and the game was over. They had lost and he was waiting for his team and he was kind of like high-fiving the team as they were coming off. Um, and that's the same roster. So where's LeBron and all that? He's not playing defense like he used to. Um, he just he knows he, the season was a wash and he knows that he's going to have to go out and get a bunch of uh, stars. Yeah, but he's up. not doing... Like that's the thing. When you look at a leader on a team, he's not being a leader. He's not being right? a leader at all. There is no leader on that team. But that's and the problem. It should be him. They, they need a coaching change. They need to add a few players to complement him. And uh, we'll see if they do that. But I don't know if they will. That's a spicy meatball. <laughs> Where do you get these things from? That's from uh, The Mask. The Mask. When he eats the bum. Um, <laughs> you, don't, you don't remember that? He has the mask on. There's like oh, the yeah. He eats the bum. <laughs> and he explodes it? <laughs> I love it. So uh, we'll, go, um, we'll go miscellaneous here. Did you watch The Bachelor? No. Why not? Why would I watch The Bachelor? Why not? Because I don't watch shit TV. What? I barely watch TV to begin with. Why am I going to watch shit TV? Bachelor is not shit, my friend. It's the worst. It really isn't. Okay. Tell me what I missed. Okay. So you missed some drama. Okay. So uh, there's three girls left now. Okay. One second. I imagine they're all hot. Uh, I mean, you know what? They're this wonderful the women. Yeah, great women. <laughs> Th this is the ugliest season of The Bachelor. It's the ugliest season of The Bachelor. The th last three girls are very pretty, though. I'm not going to say. But overall, if you take a collective, I would say it's probably the ugliest season of The Bachelor. But a lot of great girls, though. Great personalities. It's just it's not what I expected. And Colton being the virgin. You don't know the story of this guy? I know nothing okay, about Okay, so this. he's a virgin. And he played in the NFL. How the fuck does that happen? Google him. Col Colton Bachelor. How does that happen? He just never had sex. How does that happen? He just never had How sex. How are you in the NFL? Like... There's there's a career path there yeah, that yeah. includes banging tons of chicks. Yeah, yeah, probably. He just said that he's done everything except for sex because he wanted to make it special with somebody he loved. Oh, come on. Yeah, yeah. So you're not a believer? You think he's not a virgin? No. But it would have come out. It's his third season of The Bachelor. He did The Bachelorette where he announced it. Then he was in Bachelor in Paradise. And now he's on Bachelor. For sure, somebody would have come out and said, yeah, I fucked him. You don't think? I, I don't see it. Anyway, so there's three girls left and one girl that he... Before even the final rose, the final rose is when he proposes. He said, he told this girl, I'm picking you. But like, there's still two other girls that are waiting for an answer, right? And she's like, I'm not down. She's like, I, I thought I loved you, but I don't love you. And she's bouncing. Wow. Yeah. Drama. So, and I missed. There's a woman tell all episode. It's like one of the second last episodes. I missed it. So I'm going to watch it tonight. So this is his third season on The Bachelor? Yeah. So he did The Bachelorette where he was a contestant. Uh, he made it to like... The final four, I think. And then they chose him as the bachelor, but he went to Bachelor in Paradise. You know what that is? That's when they're shut on an island? Yeah, yeah. But it's all like a, people from other seasons. Yeah. That's the best. Like, pff, best TV you ever watch. It's like almost as good. It's better than like 
Uh, Temptation like, Island. Is it like double for our French listeners? Uh, no, that's more like Temptation Island. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. Occupation okay, double. Audi. I never saw an episode of Occupation okay, double. You neither? Meh. Audi. I've seen the clips. French guys love that shit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I'm balls deep in the bachelor, man. And he's a good looking guy. But then why is he on his third season? <laughs> because he just wants love, man. Yeah, that's what he wants. He just wants TV ratings and cash. But you know what? He has a bright future, that guy. He's a good talker. He makes jokes about his virginity. He's super funny. Played in the NFL. Good looking guy. I think he's going to be in TV for a long time. You know what else he is? What? A virgin. Hot, hot, hot. Hot, 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 hot. Okay, so Eagle. This is going to be our final thing. I'm going to throw off a few things to you, like uh, options, okay? And okay. you're going to pick one of them. Okay. Okay. PS4 or Xbox? Uh, definitely PS4. PS4? Yeah? PS4. Oh, I thought you were an Xbox guy. No, man. Fuck the Xbox. What is it about PS4 that you like? Uh, well, one, I've had one for a long time. Two, I think they're a better developer from th- first-party platforms. And three, the Xbox One is a stupid name. <laughs> the Xbox One is a dumb name. Uh, I'm a their, PS4. their other version was my favorite, too. The Xbox One X. <laughs> and I fucking died in laughter when I heard it. I'm a PS4 guy, too. I mean, I thought you were like a PC guy, though. No, the PC I'm okay with. I like yeah? PlayStation better. I'm yeah. a console guy. Yeah. You play Fortnite? No. Why not? Why would you play Fortnite? At Apex least Legends. play Apex. Yeah. Cut, come on. I just downloaded Apex Legends. It's good. I love it. It's good. So I was, that was my next one. Apex Legends or Fortnite? Oh, yeah. Definitely Apex. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Madden or NHL? Uh, ooh, NHL. Yeah? It's That's a tough one, but it's because my friends play more NHL. So NHL. Okay. Two-part question, but it's the same, it's the same question, but okay. it's two different answers. When you're talking about chicken, are you a, a, a thigh guy or a breast guy? Breast guy, 100%. Okay. And then the other way with for women. Ooh, uh, you know what? Thighs. Thighs, yeah. Yeah. See, thighs are big because it means that they're somewhat athletic. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? You yeah. can't have to, your sk- thighs can't be too skinny. No, exactly. Yeah. You got to get those squats in. I'm talking about the chickens. Yeah, those two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, they got to walk around, right? Um, Unless you put them in a cage. Hmm. Why would you put thighs in a cage? Chickens. Chicken. No, but the thing is, is that, I, so I had a chicken the other day and it, from Costco. And you ever get those, those chicken breast pass from Costco? Yes. They're super fucking... You know they lose money selling those chickens, by the way? Get the fuck out of yeah. here. It actually costs them more to manufacture those roasted chickens than it does to actually uh, sell them. Really? But they yeah. do it on purpose because people will buy them, and they'll come in and buy the $15 of Get potatoes. Get the fuck out of here. I swear to God. Get the fuck out of here. I swear to God. I'm going to go Google it right now while you keep talking. Costco loses a lot of money on certain things, like... They sell a lot of things at cost because they know that they, they get a lot of consignment. But I love Costco, man. That fucking place is unbelievable. When I go to Costco, I always right away I go get those massive steaks, those massive pieces of steaks there. And there's you get three pack for like fifteen bucks uh, for like twenty bucks, and they're thick. Man, you put them on the barbecue. Salut. Nous ne sommes pas arrivés là par hasard. French commercial. I hate when they play shit. Yeah, so they sell the rotisserie chicken for four ninety nine, right? Just like the hot dog, it's like a dollar. Oh, those chickens are dying. Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah, they lose money every time they sell a fucking chicken. But for sure, the hot dogs too, and those hot dogs you can't go wrong, man. They're huge, and you get them for a dollar with a drink. It's amazing. But Costco, you can't knock anything they do, man. That fucking they lose amazing. thirty to forty million dollars a year in gross margin on those chickens. Just pick up the price of it. You'll make more money. But they don't care. They just want people in there. Exactly. That's exactly it. Yeah. yeah, they want people in there to buy the products because everything's uh, everything's on consignment. I love Costco, man. So last question. Hmm. Um, it actually, I actually asked it before, but I answered it myself. What's a What's your favorite tournament to watch in sports? Uh, you know, it's the one time I actually like watching basketball, the NBA Finals. I really find it interesting. But it also depends on which teams show up because sometimes it's just a landslide. Okay. But those ones that go to Game 7, fuck, are they interesting. Which, um, if you had to pick one sporting event to go to, which one would you pick? Super Bowl. Super Bowl, Have yeah. Have to be Super Bowl. Really? Yeah. It would it be like Game 7 of a Stanley Cup Final? 
Actually, no. No? No, because it's one of those things where you have the buildup coming into the game, right, where it's like you've already played six games, so it just feels like just another one with more stress, whereas the Super Bowl, anything can happen, right? Well, you can have the two best offensive teams, and they put up, what, 15 points? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> or you can have two shitty defensive teams, and then they just score 13 to 3. Which is good. Yeah, I mean, which is always fun. I mean, they still get, yeah. the, ra- still get the same ratings. Um, so, yeah, so that's it for this week, man. That was fun. Good. Had a good time. Yeah, it was better than I expected. Yeah? How long did we go? Like 25 minutes? I don't know. Okay, let's keep track. Can't do math. Basic I mean, I math. could. I just don't want to. <laughs> I should look what I have on my screen right here. I'm getting ready to watch. Women that. tell all. Yeah, okay, I'm going to watch that shit when I get home. Um, so thanks, Eagle. Thanks for partnering up with me today. Hopefully, Duke and P is having a good time in Savannah, Georgia. Thanks for the graphics, Duke. Appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Peace. thanks for nothing, as usual. And uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, don't know who the guest is, but we're going to line him up this week. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Always. You've been listening to Hot Sauce Sports.